0: Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Legendarium podcast. This is episode number 300 and the end of the first law trilogy. That's the number of this episode. I am Craig, your host over there. uh, They are Ryan and Ken. They are uh, I didn't they're dumb. And by the and by the standard rules uh, of Whatever. If you if you did you
1: injure yourself like that? Welcome was really hard on the head. Like I feel like you like smacked your brain against the front. Like, welcome, and then nothing's yeah. working there.
0: No, nothing's working. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Uh, you guys. It, back to the mud with you. Okay. That's, that's dumb. Backwards. Back to the mud with you.
2: Never seen somebody concuss themselves on a head nod before.
0: <laughs> uh, no. I am. I. I gotta say, it should come as no surprise to anybody that I am relieved. This is our last episode on the First Law Trilogy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I have thoughts just on that particular point. But before I get there, of course, go to thelegendarium.com, which is where you can find links to previous episodes, to the Discord server, where you can join in the conversation, and to the calendar to tell you what's coming up, what we're going to be reading next. Speaking of which, if you have not yet done so, please go to our GoFundMe page. You can find that actually on Discord. If you go to the announcements section there, uh, there's a GoFundMe page where people can uh, vote with their wallets on what we will read next. Um, right now, I think, uh, gosh, what's... I think Redwall is actually winning oh, wow. at the moment. Oh. But I, yeah, I'll have to go double check what the votes are. But, uh, you know, it could be fun. We, we're going to go from Joe, Aber, uh, Joe Abercrombie to kids content, which is super appropriate yep. <laughs> should be great so thelegendarium.com uh ryan and ken how you guys doing you all right yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah even after this ken you all right? right i feel like i need a cigarette
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay all right <laughs> that's a lot of action in one day i'm just saying
0: wow okay all right ken coming in hot yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i'm not sure exactly where to start other than a ken recap um uh, no, I was looking at some of the Discord comments. I'll save them. You know what? I'll save them. We have some Discord right. comments. I think they're going to shepherd us through much of this discussion. Uh, but, Ken, I'm going to kick it to you first. And then, Ryan, you're coming up right after that. So, Ken, recap us, baby. I'm so
2: excited. Say one thing for Joe Abercrombie. Say he doesn't believe in the slow burn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? All... Wait, wait, what? Okay, well. Wait, uh, okay. <clears throat> what? What? <laughs>
2: Well, we all knew that the huge Feared vs. Bloody Nine fight was a matter of when, not if. I mean, that was... They mentioned it, so of course it was happening. And apparently, waiting until the end of the book is for chumps and suckers because it takes four chapters to get into it. No build-up there. Turns out that the fight... And all that the Bethod stuff was just build up for the rest of part two, and it really is everything that we could have hoped for. An hour and sixteen minutes, if you were listening on audio, an hour and sixteen minutes of incredible carnage, culminating in, of course, the bloody nine emerging triumphant. Bethod's witch split in twain. I love saying the word twain, and Bethod himself, rather unceremoniously, at the bottom of a wall. And then we still had to finish the book. I feel like I was done at that point, if you know what I mean. <clears throat>
0: but ken you've got problems yeah well you, you, know. you know you 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 need to learn like you, you, for somebody who's so afraid to say the word sex i yeah, love you, sex you, but, yeah. <laughs> okay all right go on with
2: your, <laughs> all right then let's, let's con- just go on let us
1: continue but where where were we oh yeah it's good to get that part out of the it way because there are Gurkish the- at the gates <laughs> and they <laughs> siege and the giant overwhelming gunpowdery Eatery Fury okay, right, let, let it,
0: Let's <laughs> leave this to the professionals Okay, Ken, take it from, from Where Ryan all started Alright, it's
2: good to get that out of the way too, Ryan Because we are <laughs> at the gates Where there are also Gurkish uh, And they're ready to lay siege in a giant overwhelming Gunpowdery Eatery Fury Preferably before High Marshal West And Logan's Barbarian Horde can get there Seriously, there's so much stuff that happens in part two that we just move right on to the lightning round. Logan leaves Black Dow.
0: (laughs) The lightning round. The lightning round. Or
2: you know, bullet point alley. I don't know what you want to call it, but (laughs) Logan leaves Black Dow in charge in the north to track down Bethod stragglers, which has predictably backstabby results. Pharaoh takes a pause from her vengeance tour to follow Baez into the house of the Maker, where she conveniently finds the seed. I have thoughts. And I lost my place. Oh, yeah. And Baez's, Baez's is old girlfriend. girlfriend who stole Malika's <laughs> Kwai's face two books ago. Uh, Baez uses the seed to break the first law, hold off the eaters by laying waste to the city, and puppet master pretty much every other major event from the first three books. Turns out Baez really is kind of a dick. Who saw
0: that coming? Except all of us. Yeah, yeah, hand raises. Yeah.
2: King Giselle is learning, growing, finding there's more to life than just playing cards, drinking, and trying to get with every skirt that walks by. Or as I like to call it, thinking with your Baez. And how about Artie and Glockta getting their storybook ending, yay, while obscuring the fact that Artie is carrying the king's bastard apples and trees, you know, as it were. And to sum up, King Giselle is happy that he's finally getting some action. Glockta is in the king of the world of sorts. Logan's rule lasted about five minutes. Pharaoh's ready to lay waste with her new seed demon powers. Column West may not make it, and Baez is a duck. Well, I... is this a duck i actually misspelled that
0: (laughs) he's he's a duck okay because he 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 floats there he's a witch there you go he's a
2: witch there you go he is a witch we should burn him who's breaking all the rules and pulling all the strings questions what's the next book how much time passes between and is logan still alive and say this for the legendarium say we're a podcast
0: (laughs) i i at the very least yeah okay all right ken that was actually that was admirable because there was a lot say this for part two of what was this book called last argument of kings say that it was a lot much it was much it was there was a lot going on uh so i i mentioned there's a lot of discord comments to get through uh there are there uh, a fair few i mean we've had more but i don't know if we've had more that like I don't know if it's going to take as long in any previous episode as it will today to get through what we've got, if that makes any sense. So Combat Wombat, who, you know, wow, been a while. Yeah. Wombat, nice to hear from you. Says, just excited for you to tell us it usurped Lord of the Rings as your favorite series. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are in luck because it did not (laughs) <laughs> uh no, it's uh okay, no, let's let's move on. I it's it's a funny comment and I think that's all it was meant to be. Chesky says, "It's the destination. Oh, sorry, is the destination worth the journey?" How many twists did you predict? Also, talk about the epilogue where all our can- characters ended up. We'll leave the epilogue, I think. Um but as far as the the destination being worth the journey, this is worth a discussion. Uh Ryan Mm-hmm. this is where I want to kick it to you because Good. my question for you is what did you assume would be our reactions, Ken and myself? Okay, okay, so to table set a little bit again for anybody who hasn't listened or has only listened with half an ear, you've read through this now two or three times yes. um, and this is our first time so you knew what was coming and
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and as a result... In our previous episodes, you've you've had things to say, but you've been uncharacteristically tight-lipped through this particular podcast series, yes. and now we get to turn you loose. So, so let me ask that as my first question: What did you think would be the result for Ken and myself?
1: Uh, the result, honestly, my expectation and my hope are not necessarily the same thing. But i I thought there would be. I was hoping that there would be. You finish the book, you get all the pieces in place, you see the large picture that's been painted from book 1 all the way through realizing, you know, Bia, what Bios has been doing from the very beginning, you kind of see the, you know, Giselle's arc if you look at each character's arc from book 1 to the end of book 3, you look at it that there's a lot there and that it's actually pretty well like I feel like it's really it's pretty well done when you look at it in from the end perspective. You look at the very end of it and back like, "Oh yeah, I see all the steps that were laid out there." Mm-hmm. And that you would see that and go, "Okay, I get it. I understand why this is like this. Liked as much as it is. The further we got in, the more I felt like this that became less likely to happen (laughs) because the 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 frustrations and the like the the vehemence like it's just like this is. I know the end. Like there's a lot of reveals in the end that are a lot of twists and turns that are, are really well done. That kind of pay off a lot of things that are really good but I don't know if it's enough to turn the feelings that they've had on their path through this so far. Um, I, I, I was actually quite pleased to hear Ken's recap and the, like, this, that book three kind of gave you a little bit more of what you were looking for yeah. in, uh, in, throughout the series as a whole. And I think that's, uh, for me, I, I, I feel like you probably enjoyed finishing this book off a little bit more I'm sure you finished. Your, your relief might be a little more just being done than actually the, <laughs> going through the going finishing. Through it there, I may have enjoyed the journey. Craig enjoyed the
2: destination. He's like, "We're done." Did I done? Yes, <laughs> you enjoyed being done. You're like, "I don't have to take that. <laughs> I don't have to take that road again."
1: Yeah. So that was my. I would say, if I had any assumptions, that it would be that you would understand more so the appreciation and why this series tends to sit where it is once you got the full picture completed. Okay. So yeah. I think that's about it I, d- I don't think that necessarily you're gonna turn around and love it especially knowing where we were on the pathway up there up to this point um, but I still think that there might be an odd moment a year from now or so where you go yeah wait a minute that was that was okay that was, better better that than was, I remember yeah right. yeah
0: and, you know if if it were for for my part Ken I'll let you have your say in just a moment but for my part, it was, uh, how should I put this? If we had gone through the first two books or the first two and a half books really and and my frustrations were all, um, oh gosh, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand what's happening. I don't know who these people are. I don't know what the mystery is. I, like those frustrations were there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my frustration with the series through the first two and a half books was kind of, fundamental and ideological Mm -hmm. and not just a matter of oh well how are these puzzle pieces all going to fit together it Mm -hmm. was it was a real um feeling of distress when it came to that ideological nature of the book and Mm -hmm. so when the end of the book came there were so there there were parts of it that were those puzzle piece things that kind of fell into place many of which worked, some of which <laughs> did not for me. Um, but on that ideological level, it kind of got even more troubling for me uh-huh. than it was originally. And so, um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> I had issues. Shall we, <laughs> shall we just start there? I had issues and I, I don't know where to start with them. I have a lot. Um, like I mean, yeah. At at a certain point in this episode, you guys have got to just just say the word, "Hey, Craig, anti-Semitism," and and <laughs> I'll be off to the races. Okay, so anyway, but we'll we'll save that for now. Uh, Ken, what about you? How with all this stuff?
2: I felt like the payoff. Uh, I, I I could see why you and and a lot of listeners are saying it's really like three books you know, a three book roadmap that, that pays off at the end of book three, which was frustrating mm-hmm. when you're trying to get through books one and two, because you want payoff, you want resolution. And I felt like I got very little and that was irritating, almost irritating enough that if I didn't have to, I might not have gone back to book three, but I'm glad I did. I, I will say that. And I thought part two of book three was fantastic in the sense that action just kept coming. You know, it mm-hmm. just, it, it it's all, Everything that was building up for the first two and a half parts is finally paying off, two and half, two and a half books anyway. Yeah, uh, is, is finally paying off. And the other thing I liked was Abercrombie does a very good job of putting those little clues in for you, but not in such a way that all of the twists are like out of left field. Like mm-hmm. there were a lot of things that we saw coming. Yeah, I like, like like we called early. I think Baez might be you know might might be a bad guy. I think something happened to Malika's quiet. I think that this, I think that, that we called a whole bunch of stuff that actually paid off, which I liked because I don't mind that we even saw the breadcrumbs at the time, but they weren't so in your face blatant, like here's a breadcrumb, you know, yeah. it, but then they paid off in the right way and not in some sort of, left field resolution that you never saw coming and doesn't make any sense. These actually make sense. And it almost makes me want to go, maybe not immediately, but I wouldn't mind going back and going, let's see how I saw these.
0: Let, let me ask you a question, Ken. Okay. They make sense. All the the breadcrumb things and the the bias machinations sure. and all this. Hey, machinations. machinations. <laughs> um, but would it have had, like uh, how 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 should I put this? The bias stuff especially Was revealed to us as an epilogue, with Baez saying, "Here are all the strings I pulled, suckers. I'm out of here." Yeah. Instead of being kind of weaved into the story itself, it's revealed as it's revealed by Baez telling i think it's galacta i think he's yeah. telling galacta oh yeah no here's Both.
1: between here that he has two conversations one yeah. with glock one with gizelle there you yeah. go yeah. there you go
0: you know it, you're all suckers i'm the puppet master f you i'm out mic drop and he leaves right instead of uh, it, it just felt very it, it felt at the end of a story the way people complain about uh info dumps at the beginning of a story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, yeah. and I was, so when I said at the beginning that, uh, there were some things that I felt satisfied by and other things that I didn't, this was one where I didn't, where I'm hearing Baez talk about all this stuff. And I'm like, really here, this is where we're learning about all the, okay. <laughs> yeah. all. all right. I, I, I didn't buy into it. I didn't love it. I mm. just wasn't into it.
2: I feel like the change was abrupt. Absolutely. Uh, but I feel like a lot of those strings were built up. A lot of the things that he told us were things that, that we kind of saw coming. Like, like for example, the uh, Giselle's uh, turning back the uprising from the Tanner that we knew that was contrived. I mean, it was just, it was over too easily. It's like, okay, that was fake for some reason. And him finding Giselle, just that was fake Or That was staged for some reason. We didn't know exactly how, you know, devious and, and what a, you know, bad guy Baez was at the time. But we knew that he was manipulating things to that level um, at the time. And uh, did we know that he had, he had uh, orchestrated with beth to get Logan there? Was
0: uh, that, no, you know? he reveals that to Logan in part yeah, two. Yeah, in part two. With the, the stuff with Giselle is very clear by the end of part one. Yeah. It's, it, that, there's no mystery there. So. Right.
2: Yeah. But I, I feel like, I feel like there were a few other things, and all of the stuff with Juven's and Canadius and all these other magi that we can never remember the names of and stuff. It was clear throughout the entire trilogy that there are bigger things that he's doing, and he's been around for a long time. And I, I question that it's even clear that he can be killed, you know, at this point. But I'm mm. sure there, I'm sure there's a way that he can, and I bet it involves Pharaoh and the seed somehow. But,
0: um, <laughs> hey, Ken, I've got another question for you. All right, and by. I have. I mean, Jesse L has awesome. another question uh for both of us really. And that is, did you like it better than the Farseer trilogy?
2: Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. All I right. don't remember pretty much anything about the Farseer trilogy.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And
2: this I this I actually felt invested in. Okay. So, I would I would go back and read that again. I feel like we wait, primarily wait, read what again the farcier trilogy. Okay, I, I feel like we. When I say we, I mean Kyle and I. Probably gave it an unfair, uh an unfair shake. Hey,
0: no, no. I I'm actually going to push back against that and just say that you know Kyle hated it. Yeah, and that's totally fair because frankly I hated this, and uh, but. Uh, but having hated it i don't begrudge anybody else liking it no and i don't and so, either and that's not I, what and, i'm saying and i but. feel like i've given it a really fair shot now there are going to be uh, you know first law fans out there who are saying no you didn't because i <laughs> didn't end up liking it but i i gave it a really fair shot i tried i i honestly tried really hard to like it um, but i i i enjoyed the ending of farseer more than this one and this isn't a yeah. farseer review so we're yeah. not going to get back into that um, but I, by the time I got to the end of book three of Farseer, I had more respect for what she was doing Yeah. Um, then I, well, that's not to say I don't have any respect here. Believe me, we can, <laughs> we can talk about uh, that sort of thing. But I just, I guess uh, maybe respect isn't the right word. It's I had more enjoyment out of the end of Farseer than I sure. did here. Um, so I
2: think by the end of Farseer, I was just trying to be done with it, you know, and so I... I didn't. Well, I, I might not familiar. It, yeah, I know. I, I, but I might not have given it the shake it deserves, and I, I wouldn't mind going back to it sometime and, and giving it a second shot. You yeah.
0: Know? No, my my only quibble was with, was with your uh, use of the word fair. Yeah. You know, like you you and I, I think tried both to give both of these series a fair shake. And I didn't like this one. You didn't like Farseer. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and
2: I respect anybody who likes what they like. And that's fine. like I, what you like.
0: I will say this. I would love, uh, in fact, after the end of both of these series, I would love to <laughs> sit down and have a conversation with both of these authors. Oh, I yeah. heard these authors. Um, and, and tr- you know, try to understand where they were coming from, what they were trying to communicate, where I may have missed, where they may have missed for me, or, you know, whatever. Like that conversation could be great. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean I have to love the book. No. So I don't think so.
2: But I, I nope. ended up enjoying this one.
0: Yeah.
1: Probably more than I expected to. But what about you, Ryan? Yeah.
0: Farseer versus this?
1: Uh this I would take the series over Farseer, um, as of right now. Like I said, I I do feel uh I I need to reread Farseer. Yeah, yeah. no, same for sure. Yeah. But, um I would easily take this series over that one as of right now
0: yeah okay uh ken uh murph 1976 would like to know what did you think of logan's story arc specifically i
2: logan's loved logan's story arc mm-hmm. okay and, I, and i'll tell you why because well f- i said this i think i said it in the first book his his entire character was was tailor-made for me you know <laughs> it, it <laughs> yeah. really was he's a, he's a barbarian he's a simple Simpleton. He's he's really he's really much more insightful than than that. But
0: But a a simple man doesn't have to mean a simpleton. No,
2: exactly. But and um, I loved all of his his little sayings from his dad. I loved all of the, you know, say one thing for Logan Nine Fingers. I I loved all of that. I loved the Berserker Fury, you know. (laughs) And and I I love the the fact that he's trying to be a better person throughout the entire thing. He's like, I I'm really kinda done with this killing thing. I'd like to be a better person, and then at the end, he's like, I guess this is my life. And so he goes back to it. And the fact that he's still alive, okay. I love that at the end. But. Question.
0: Yes. Question. Question. Does Logan understand the whole spirits inhabiting him and taking and creating Logan, uh, nine finger. or sorry, no, the bloody nine? Like, does he understand the dichotomy or does he just believe that that is literally him?
2: I'm not sure. I felt like he understood that he was two people or that, that when the bloody nine takes over that it's not him in control. But I, there were some things that he said at the end here to dog man and stuff that, that made me think maybe he doesn't understand that when he loses control,
1: he doesn't, he, he doesn't have it. that. I think what you are questioning here is actually the crux of Logan's story arc right. is he is trying to be a better man. He's trying to deal with this. But he literally cannot. Cannot because there's another person who inhabits him. So anytime he becomes the Bloody Nine, he doesn't have clear recollection of what he happens. So he knows that when something else takes over, it's not him, but he can't separate himself being like, that's somebody else because it's still physically me. Right, It's still my body. It's somebody who's like, these people look at me and they see me, they see their friend in air quotes. You know, how many, the... Times that he, I can't like when he twice. almost killed Dogman. Well, yeah. He almost when he, kills Dogman. When he, he kills, kill, till, he kills
2: Thunderhead, he kills the little boy. Yeah. You know, people see that, see him do it. And I love, by the way, remember when I asked in the last episode if there's going to be some comeuppance for that? And, and uh, Crumock's like, I know it was you. Oh, yeah. Don't come back that here. Was, I loved that I scene. I loved that That scene. was a
0: great scene.
2: Holy cow. But anyway, sorry. No, you're good. I, I think that uh, the Mr. Hyde part, though, does recognize when he takes over because when he gets, when, when the, the, uh, Gurkish light off the gunpowder and he gets hit in the head. I think there was a, if I'm recalling it correctly, there's a moment where the bloody nine says, ah, crap or something to that effect. And Logan <laughs> takes back over.
1: Yeah, there is. Um, and it happens. I think it's again, or when in the Dogman sequence where yeah. he's, uh, the bloody nine gets upset because he realizes Logan is about to take back over. He realizes yep. he doesn't, that Logan can regain control in that moment and he's not able to just kill whoever he wants um, I'm gonna I'll say this as well if you really like Logan and his story arcs uh, Logan is in the standalone novels it, it's they follow if I if I've heard correctly and read correctly the standalone books follow Logan's journey okay out the window and beyond there so
2: so the next one is the because I asked this earlier um
0: Spear the s- spear cuts through water.
2: Something s- circles, something I
1: don't
0: know I I, what the standalones I, I, are. Some somebody said those words on Discord and I just wondered if that was a novella. Yeah.
1: Well you asked about when the next how far down the next trilogy is and kind of that. It's I think it's roughly twenty ish years down the road a little bit. It follows shivers,
0: right? We're mm-hmm. not gonna talk about who it follows shivers and okay, doesn't, okay, but, okay, because that's a spoiler. So is that a spoiler? Yeah, we're just not gonna do it. Okay. So anyway, anyway, I think I want to read further.
2: That's my point. And yes, I love Logan.
0: Okay, all right, but only I... in a
2: strictly platonic way.
0: <laughs> I have uh, questions about the Logan storyline because um, his arc in, <laughs> in a normal novel, and I get okay. These are these are literally written in conversation with, if not outright opposition to other novels. Um, but in a regular story, his arc is, Hey, you know, there's this inner demon within me and I'm trying to conquer it and I have a tough time with that. And, uh, you know, and by the end of the series, he either does or he doesn't conquer that inner demon. Yeah. But here in this story, it's, Hey, try all you want. F you, you're never gonna change. You're never getting to uh, there's There's a literal, actual demon within you who takes over. And there's some nuance there, uh, you know, obviously Logan has to get to a state, he has to be in a position to where that demon within does take over, right? So, so you could argue, oh, well, hey, don't put yourself in those situations and that won't, yeah. But then you get into the, hey, just don't walk down that alleyway Mm-hmm. victim yeah. blame you know so i so i'm troubled even by the nuance that you could bring to his storyline um way i guess it it kind of gets to um my <laughs> my troubles with uh if you guys were one uh ryan was it you who hated all the the uh like devs and annihilation and, and all the, all those. Um, anyway, with yeah, devs, like I, the the whole none idea of them but, resonated
1: with me. I won't say I hated it, but none go. of them resonated with me.
0: Anyway, the whole idea behind something like devs is you literally have no choice. You are on a tram ride through fate and yeah. just mm-hmm. you know grip it and enjoy the ride. I reject that, mm-hmm. and so so i have I'm very uncomfortable with Logan's storyline in that way. That being said he does have some of the best moments he has some of the best pearls of wisdom some of the best action scenes like logan's storyline is is definitely the most fun out of fun most satisfying out of the the storylines generally yeah, but yeah. but still i have issues right oh sorry Ken. can i Go can ahead. i share
2: my one last favorite loganism sure right at the beginning of uh part two when they're talking about how he's going to fight the feared and all that and there what's the deal with the feared? and she's talking about how uh whatever the demon's name is glostrad wrote yeah. on wrote on the the left half of his body and it's indestructible and he says why didn't you write on both sides Yeah, that's <laughs> logan in a nutshell he's just like <laughs> pragmatism says why don't you just write on both sides and call it good Well, that would have made sense, but, and there's no answer to it. He just, he passes it off and everything keeps going. I just, I laughed at that moment. It was,
0: you know, I I will say it was some great writing in the, uh, in the duel between those two Yeah, Mm -hmm. when it finally gets to the end of it and Logan stabs the feared through his tattooed side and then just keeps working the blade until it gets, until it gets to the, the tattooed the side, <laughs> side uh, and the, dist- <laughs> the distress and death that that causes. Um, it, it was a great, it, it, like it's, it's one of those times when you know exactly what's going to happen. There's only one way that this could end other than Logan getting stomped into the dirt and you know, that being Abercrombie's point. Right. But if he's going to win, this is how he's going to win. And it was written so well, that I just loved it anyway. Like, I, mm, yep. you know, it doesn't matter how predictable it is. That was great. So, yeah. Ryan, it looked like you had something you wanted to say. Or should we move on?
1: I don't know what it, There is something that's on my mind a little bit that I would be curious. I I didn't prepare enough to really go deep into this, but I'm curious. Abercrombie frequently is kind of referred to as the... British. Well, yes, he is frequently referred to as British because that is an accurate fact about the man. Um, but he's, uh, I see in a lot of uh, writings and messagings about him that he's kind of, he's not anti-Tolkien, but he is the anti-Tolkien in the way that he writes.
0: Sure, sure. And, now I, I get what you're saying.
1: And I'm curious what elements, like I said, what elements of the story are things, because like, you talk a lot about having the, the, there are aspects of of the writing that, it's not necessarily the technical elements, though there might be some there. It's the the tone, the ideas of you know, of, you know the yeah, the ideology, the ideology behind, behind it. it Yeah. N- being so contrary to what you love. That that's why it doesn't resonate with you. Like, I I don't know where to take this exactly, but it's it's a thought that is just sitting on my head. Like, is it? it, it yeah, I don't know. Okay, where to take no, that, no, but. that's
0: I think that's okay, and. Uh, I wish I had a, a, a great like 2,000 word essay to just pull out and read to you right now. I, mm-hmm. I, I haven't prepared that. Maybe someday I will. Um, but f- yeah, it's a great 30,000 foot view question. Okay, so, all right, everybody take a deep breath. We're zooming out. <laughs> Professor from,
2: Craig putting on his jacket. No,
0: I'm not going to put on my jacket. That's my point is like, I, I, I don't, my jacket is not prepared for this moment. Uh, Cause I, to, to, pull back the curtain a little bit. I just finished the book today. Uh, so I, I haven't like, you know, prepared a bunch of deep thoughts or anything like that. Uh, this is, it, that's part of what this podcast is about yeah. is, is us just kind of uh, giving our our thoughts uh, off the cuff in a way, except for Ken's recap, of that's course. right. Um, but 30,000 foot view, this, it, it's it's anti-Tolkien in that every character exists, uh, like if, if you put every character in a story on the fence and then they, they come, uh, the, the fence is their, their path through life or whatever, they come along a decision point, where are they going to fall? And then what are the consequences of their decision of where they're going to go? And Tolkien's vision for his story is as a rule, Again, with nuance. And if you don't think that there's nuance in Tolkien, then go back and read Tolkien better. (laughs) Uh, But but as a rule, he says, look, there there are such things as good and evil Mm -hmm. and characters can choose good or evil. And while there may be immediate consequences that seem randomized, that seem, uh, you know, not to track perfectly with their decisions, Ultimately, God, providence, whatever you want to call it. You know, Tolkien would have called it God, of course. Uh, But in the long run, making the right decision will be for the good. Mm -hmm. Abercrombie takes that and says, hey, you know, you can make whatever decision you want and sometimes it'll work out okay. Usually it won't. And ultimately, F you... The Jews control everything. That's what Abercrombie is saying. Wow. Uh, No, I don't think that's what he's saying, but I did have some real issues with uh, I I feel like I need to bleep that out so that nobody takes it out of context and puts it on social media. Hey, hey, Craig. What? (laughs) Anti-Semitism. Here we go. Yes. I had some issues. Okay. (laughs)
2: I'm, I'm very curious I about am this. I honestly, am too. I <laughs> wasn't even kidding. I want to hear about this now.
0: Uh, no, I, I had issues because it's a it's a longstanding, and by longstanding, I mean centuries, nigh upon millennia old trope that um, it, like go look through Jewish history in Europe especially, uh, but in European history, the Jews control both money and commerce because those are considered lesser um uh professions so you're above serfdom you know you're not tied to the land because oh you're a, uh, here's another phrase for you a rootless com- cosmopolitan right <laughs> uh but it, it's it's complicated I'm really only skimming the surface here but people mm-hmm. can look more into it but basically in European uh in medieval European history uh the nobility, considered uh because of their christianity they considered usury or uh or or money lending a crime Mm -hmm. a sin uh but hey jews are damned anyway so let them do it because they recognized that it was um uh it was economically necessary yep and so they would make the jews do it or let the jews do it so to speak um, and then condemn them for it and say oh you know look at these horrible horrible people and this is um Part of part okay, this is part of anti Semitism in Europe, and this is a very European story, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this first law trilogy, uh, and so it, it's kind of oh, and uh, I should also mention that this is uh, this is carried through into our era, it just is uh, a manifestation, or or I should say that our many of our um uh, anti Semitic. Conspiracy theories are modern iterations of that medieval anti Semitism, right? The Jews control everything, the banks, the money lenders, the whatever. And so to get to this, to get to the end of this story and find out that Baez is the puppet master that controls everything through the bank and through commerce and through money lending, it felt very anti Semitic to me, intentionally or not. Okay. Uh, it felt very, um, uh, yeah, conspiracy theorist. E. <laughs> he ended lamely. <laughs> uh, I like I said, there's an essay in here somewhere, and I haven't written it yet. But these thoughts are all whirling around in my mind, and I'm I'm a little troubled by it.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. That
0: it, as you're reading through a story like this, it's um, you know, most of uh, of most stories like this are either the world as the author wants it to be, or the world as the author um believes that you. it is okay. yeah, um, and a story like this is so cynical, so pessimistic that I have to think that this <laughs> is the story or that this is the world as Joe Abercrombie thinks it is. and I'm troubled by the possible anti-Semitic tropes within it. Is that, does that make any sense?
1: Yeah, I mean, the logic, your point A to point B, everything there, I understand makes sense. I never connected those dots. (laughs) That is not my reading comprehension level at all there. The idea that, because in Baez's final discussion, I think it is with Glock to where he talks about uh, and Glock is like, am I in the presence of Master Valant or Master Bulk? I mean, and he and says he, both. And he's like, and he goes through and talks about it, and that the banks are where the power is. Like I, the idea that money is where the power is. Like this is a a concept I didn't really tie to, in, you know, anti-Semitism or Judaism. But that concept of you know money being power and I control the it's, banks and everything that makes sense to me. And I'm
0: to <clears> to, that, to yeah. okay. So to back up, I can say that it is at the very least a uh, kind of conspiracy theory ish yeah Yeah. now it's another step beyond that kind of just with some of the historical stuff that's swirling around in my head it's another step to say okay now it's possibly anti-semitic because of what happened in europe uh, in the middle ages sure so i i (laughs) (laughs) to be clear i am not saying (laughs) that joe abercrombie is an anti-semite um, His first question when Joe Abercrombie comes on the show, are you still an anti-Semite, Joe? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> how long have you been beating your wife? Yes. Um, no, I, be, and part of the reason I say that is because uh, after The Hobbit was uh, published in 1938, there were people, you know, a, a while later, after some, the anti-Semitism uh, died down <laughs> a bit, people came back and said, uh, by the way, those dwarves, you know, Tolkien, uh, yeah. the dwarves, <laughs> and he was kind of horrified to realize that he had kind of written in some of some tropes yeah. that could be read that way. And so I understand that, like, even my idol is not uh, is, is not yeah. free and clear of this sort of thing. Um, but but it is something that came to my mind as I was reading this. Okay, so yeah, there you go.
2: I can see it, especially in the modern era where everybody is so quick to say the World Bank controls everything. You know,
0: so, oh, well, that's so I can go with can, you know, the no, first can, half, but then. let me let me just stop you there okay. and say you said in the modern era, and I would just erase that and say forever. Sure, I, I mean for all intents and purposes, people have been saying this forever. Well, I, I'm mm.
2: I'm only saying the modern era because Joe Abercrombie is still alive and sure. is of the modern era so you know <laughs> yeah. given you know how news is crazy these days he could have said oh money is power and money controls everything without going so far as I, I right. see you know it, the step further but
0: but, and but it's, he is British so and it's also it, it's it, so if we uh, look I know that having said this This is what people are going to latch on to, and they're going to get on Discord, and they're going to talk about this, you know, the the anti-Semitism stuff. And uh, sorry about that. But like I said, we can back off of that and just say the whole thing is very soaked in conspiracy theory. Um, And then we can talk about when this was published in 2008 Mm -hmm. um, and what had, had been going on in the 2000s um yeah. as as he was likely writing this Cause, you know it was published in 2008 but he'd probably been writing it for a few years before that right and so we can talk about what had been going on and and this it wasn't a of its time yep. exactly. Yes. So yeah exactly so it's not necessarily it's not necessarily monitoring. anti-semitic but it can still be extremely um soaked in that conspiracy theory thinking Mm-hmm. Um, that, that there's a cabal that rules the world through money, you know. At the, you, at you the same time, to, this world to play defense
2: money. for for Joe Abercrombie, there's always a big, bad, nebulous network, dark network of something in all of these stories. I mean, the Aes Sedai, or you know, they've got their hands in everything, or the the nebulous dark one in take a story you know well, or
0: okay
2: you know or or this <laughs> you know dark
0: he go shook ahead. his head hard at the start i, of I the could episode.
1: see that No, that's a,
0: I, 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 yes it's 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 not an unfair point that you make i would just push back on that ken but yeah. you brought up the wheel of time
2: only because and, i saw it on the shelf but yeah. oh,
0: okay well there you go <laughs> but pick a story uh with the wheel of time at least it you spend a lot of time with the Aes Sedai yeah. and you you understand the length the reach and the limits of their conspiracy and you also understand how little control they actually have over right. world events you know it much as they might try otherwise and so with this one it's literally one person this this person Baez has all the power all the control yep everything that he's <laughs> that's happening in the story years. yeah Is because of his influence and ultimately because of his money, and so that's that's where it it's it's just conspiracy theory thinking has troubled me a lot over the last oh I don't know seven years or so yeah (laughs) a lot. Uh, it, uh, honestly, longer than that. It's troubled me longer than that, but... Uh,
2: Money is just another form of superpower. I mean, isn't that what Bruce Wayne taught us? So,
0: <laughs> Well, anyway. anyway. I, I don't mean to get us hung up on this for the entire rest of the episode, <laughs> uh, but since it came up...
1: <laughs> well, it's. I think that it works inside of the context of the world and the story. Yeah. I think it does. Um, with... I think one of the things that we are that I don't know. This isn't I don't know how to phrase this way because it's not unfairly doing that. But Baez, we learn that he has been. We're we're coming to this story after a long. He's been doing this for a long, long time. This he talks about. You know, this isn't my first time putting down rebellion. It's not my first time doing this. Like Mm -hmm. he's been doing this for a long time, and how he talks about how his methods and things have had to change and now he's moving into the era where money is where is how that works so i think that there's i feel like there's enough in biaz's story things that we're kind of coming into that era and if you i will tell you if you really don't like that thinking here don't bother with the next trilogy (laughs) um that's I, i the thing is don't worry I I know you're not you're not looking at that, which is sad because I, I I told you this before off off mic. I think your your breakdown of the next trilogy would be very very interesting to hear, um, but yeah, that, <laughs> would it still? <laughs> I still think it would because it's it's the concepts and the the premises and the the premises, premise premacy premise I'm I'm <laughs> the same. I'm same. That I hey, think would be worth. Uh, be worth hearing about. That being said, I will not ask for that because I do not You don't want to sit through it. I do well I I would read the next trilogy again, but I don't think no, it you would don't be worth th-
0: you don't, don't want to sit, sit through, through me, me doing that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So if one day you come out like all right here's my five thousand word essay on why that second trilogy was even a bigger waste of time <laughs> you'll you'll at least read it. I will read it and, and subscribe to that and share pay it. for the sub stack or whatever you, wherever you put that. <laughs> you put that on your OnlyFans also I'll, I'll go subscribe. <laughs>
0: That's where I read it. Naked. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs>
1: we'll read that with a post-it note over the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's devolved fast. Yeah, well, that's, 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 that's Faster than an Abercrombie
2: novel, this one descended.
0: <laughs> so should we do some more Discord comments?
1: Some more Discord comments, characters, something, something else.
0: Question. Ken. Yeah. From Kip 10, Do you understand the magic system better now?
2: Yeah. I mean, really? Sort of. Really? It, it's very soft. I mean, but...
0: <laughs> Go ahead. No, that, that, <laughs> that's it. No, you you nailed it. That was it. Okay. There There's nothing to understand. Yeah, no, uh, it's... Something about spirits? The other side? A um, uh, there... seed? Baez,
2: Baez successfully, this was his word, uh, merged all of the magic systems together in his last great uh, moment of dickitude, you know, but... <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I, nice. don't, I don't know if that's the word, but I know that there it's he draws dickicity. power Dickicity. Sure. Uh, he draws power from the other side. That's the violation of the first law. And the seed is a conduit. Ooh.
0: We should talk about the phrase the first law. Sorry, go on. Okay.
2: Um, and the second law is where Don't eat the flesh. The of power them. of the eaters comes from. Yep it has got to be something to do with the other side from there too, because I don't understand how just mere cannibalism will give you the power to do, you know, the things that they do. Um, and then there's a third one in there. I don't know exactly what is it, but uh, Baez's girlfriend has it.
1: And what was it, right? It's the Baez. Baez's power is that he combines the power of the master maker, the skill and the craftsmanship that he understands from there, the magic of Glus of uh, Glustrad, Glustrad. Glustrad there, there, um, and then is willing to go across the line and break Glustrad's laws to touch the other side, and is able to combine all that through the conduit of the seed. Um, Pharaoh is his connection, his gateway through that, which is why she starts hearing the people whispering yeah. about, you know, let us through, let us through. You is know. he
0: in contact with her? Or are they touching when she grabs no. the seed? No.
1: No, she's there. With I don't him, understand but... how. But from she's the way a I understood condo, it, he
2: that's... had the seed and she was next to him. So,
1: or he was next she to her. So he demon was able blood to in her. She's part. She has part of her that sure. is from the other side, which allows her to be to a little bit on seed. both sides. Which is why the, the <clears throat> seed. She's able to hold the seed. Which is Baez why she only sees in black and white. So... Yeah, it's the things but, there.
0: But then Baez is just kind of next to her. So, he, yeah, like, I, yep. again, this is kind of where, okay. So think, of, okay right think of her like a
1: Tarangriel He's channeling <laughs> the other no, side through her.
0: You know what you got to do with a Tarangriel Touch it. <laughs> 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 There you go, people. Especially if it's red if it's and, a red red around and around, cylindrical, yeah. shall we say. All right, so to
2: answer Kip Town's questions now that I've explained it, no, nah. I really don't understand nah, there's, it better. There's nothing, Never mind.
0: To, there's nothing to understand. Never mind, I really don't. So, And I honestly, I don't mind a soft magic system. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd prefer that it be red and rigid and cylindrical. but
1: uh, uh, The magic when it's used is pretty cool, though. When Baez actually starts using all of it and just obliterates the the hundred lot li- the hundred um, hundred words hundred words and so yeah it's and basically kills everyone with radiation poisoning <laughs> yeah. in the city like <laughs> exactly oh my gosh
0: oh. that was uh, okay that So was disappointing with that being said we should move on to like some of the other characters and whatnot um mm-hmm. in fact okay you know what no we've got uh we've got another 10 minutes to go on this uh, and so I'm going to go through some of the other Discord comments just kind of chronologically as they came to us. So Jafu asked us, uh, or he said, and this is a bit of a long one, so hang with me here. Jafu says, I was kind of expecting grimdark as a genre to feel more grim and dark all the way through. This trilogy was my first taste. So I was surprised when the book when this book felt like it all came down to the wire, it wasn't hard to imagine an alternate ending where Giselle took charge and Logan overcame the berserk in himself, Baez was defeated, Galacta got a taste of his own medicine, etc. I guess I'm just curious if anyone else had a similar experience. Agree or disagree? Any related commentary on this aspect of the trilogy? Um, yeah. I,
2: I did feel like this was less grim and less dark than most grim dark I've read.
0: How much have you read? I'm I'm curious. Uh, I've read
2: Game of Thrones, I've read Night Angel, I've read I've read a few. I haven't read I'm not like steeped in grimdark or anything like that, right. but but this felt more light for lack of a better term. Um toward the end everything is still kind of gloomy, but but I felt like there was more optimism in the characters at the end of this than I typically feel out of a well, George Martin, for example, I I walk away from that and I feel like I just need to hug my kids, you know.
0: <laughs> I I felt like um, the 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 grim, darkiest character in this story has to be Glockta. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, possibly Logan. He's okay. the tippy comic relief. The, well, <laughs> you and yet, <laughs> but but with Glockta, we get to the end of the story, and Glockta, um he makes decisions. It, like, it, it, how should I put this? We go through the entire trilogy with Glockta increasingly thinking of himself as, oh, I, I, you know, I could be something else. Why have I chosen this life? Why am I chopping this person's fingers off? This is not who I should be or, or what anybody should be. This is not a, a good path down life. And then we get to the end of the series. And when... The you know, when the nose meets the grindstone, when the rubber meets the road, he's like, oh, you know what? I need to make things happen. I know, I'll torture it out of this person. I'll do the things that I've not wanted to do um, and, you know, and known that I shouldn't do. I'm just gonna do them anyway. And then it works out. Not only does it work out, it works out handsomely for him. <laughs> um, that is the grim darkiest thing in the book, for me, is that a lot of other characters, um, you know, they they make bad decisions and sometimes bad things happen, sometimes good things happen, mostly bad things happen. With Galacta, it's it's that reversion to, and, and I, I guess you could say this about Logan too. Accepting that you're evil leads to mega rewards now. I didn't notice it. That is very, very grimdark to me.
2: I didn't notice it until you just pointed it. We're we're talking about that. How very parallel and probably by design. And I didn't catch it until now that Glockta and Logan's stories are in the sense that I'm a bad guy. I think I should be better. I'm still going to do bad things, but I'd still like to be better. Even though I'm resigned to the fact that I got to do bad
1: things. They they're very similar along that line. I, I, I disagree with the specific part of the Glockta sentiment in the sense of that he wants to be a better person like that's his driving focus it's not no I'm not saying it's his driving focus there there's plenty of times when he looks at I was once this gorgeous uh, great fighter soldier everything I could have had this wonderful life here I was this and now I'm reduced to this and look at my life now look at where I'm at now and it's less of a I shouldn't be doing these things in a well I guess you know Life would be different if I hadn't been taken by the Gurkish. I know there are,
0: I mean, as someone who listened to a significant portion of this third book in the last 48 hours, (laughs) I can tell you there are a few moments where he does have that uh, kind of inner struggle. I think
1: once he gets to the point with Artie where he's like, I'm going, like, there starts to be a realization that he and that there's something there for him with with Artie. Mm -hmm. I see that change because when he starts taking her through everything, he has a sense of remorse that Artie is seeing the darkest side of him and seeing all these things uh, that he's doing, and he hates that he's having to do this, but I think up to that point though it's more of a that it, that it isn't so much a i want to be a better person and more of a i am the person I am because I was made that way in the dungeons of the Girkish. right yeah so all right I, sorry i was I liked this by the way I wanted to point it out
2: that i was I was worried at first that his relationship with Artie was going to lead her to becoming like his practical is his inquisitor number two and stuff. And she was going to take on the life of a, Mm -hmm. of a inquisitor man, you know, and stuff. In a way
0: I would have liked that better.
2: Almost. I would have, well, I don't know if I would have, but I like the fact that her positive light actually draws him to want to be better rather than the other way around, which is what I feared. So Mm -hmm. I, I felt a little bit more hopeful out of those, out of that storyline.
0: Artie makes me really sad. She if, is a sad if character. If we're going to talk about you know individual characters and where they end up, she makes me very sad in a book like this because um, uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of all the other character, or all the other main or even like upper secondary characters. Of all of them, she has the least agency of anybody in these books. Uh, she more than anybody else is just carried along by the currents of fate and they all are to a certain extent and I mm-hmm. think that's part of the point of this series is that um, you know it doesn't matter who you are it yeah. matters when you are and where you are um, so I, I get that but more than any other character she's the one who you know like uh, yeah my, my brother's fortunes kind of have been rising and so here I am in the capital oh this uh noble kid took a shining to me oh okay all right so I'll I'll float along with that oh this uh you know torturer uh, Galacta is taking a shining to me now okay great I guess I'll you know and, and so through all three books and right up to the end it's kind of just great all right well life is still happening so i guess i'll Mm -hmm. happen right along with it she's
2: basically the only boat without a rudder or an oar or a sail she's just kind of yeah
0: she just kind of goes along
1: so she is also yeah she's also one who doesn't try to fight it though most of everyone else tries to fight it she doesn't which is not so much uh, from her perspective and her storyline i can understand why she wouldn't but most of our other characters are in some way trying to control their own destiny and they find out at the end that they really didn't have much control she's just she's one who actually lets it happen just says i can't do anything about it the closest thing that she comes to taking some sort of agency in her own hand is once she realized once she actually thinks for a moment that she and giselle will be able to do be together because giselle has committed and Mm -hmm. through that but as soon as that falls out like already like there's a reason she drinks as much as she does, and it's because <laughs> she same- views her life as I don't have control over anything anyway. No one cares about me. No, I am, I am garbage. I and, like the sad thing is for me, especially part of the reason why RD makes me so sad is because I actually know people who view themselves like this, and it hurts me to to see that. and Let me,
0: let me ask you this Mm -hmm. in the context of this story, is she wrong?
1: She's not wrong. That's,
0: that's why I hate these books. Mm -hmm. There you go. I've said it. I hate these books. Uh, There there are things I love about them, uh, but ultimately I hate these books because of that exact sentiment. I might as well just drink. Mm -hmm. And I reject that
1: notion. Yeah. I completely understand that I think let me me rephrase my yes (laughs) (laughs) she is correct in the sense that she really doesn't have control but she doesn't really try to gain control either Um, the I think the part of the frustration is that you look at like a Giselle or you look at Logan or whatever and these people who are trying to do something they ultimately don't really have a lot of control over theirs and you can like yeah you I have no problem rejecting the premise that you have no control in your own destiny. I, I don't believe that myself either. Um, but I think that there is something to be said for those who continue to try to take the next step, if you will, mm-hmm. even when it feels like you don't have control there. And that's, like, I don't want to say this to be like down on Artie or like that she's a bad character or that if she only just picked herself up by her bootstraps because that's just really not how that works. No, no. It's, um but that's but that's if my she, one
0: critique. she may be the most emblematic character in the story of what the story is meant to represent maybe yeah. i you know hey if joe we wants to come set the record straight bring it on <laughs> i would love to talk to him about this he'll
2: yeah. be calling Let's See
1: that he'll be calling <laughs> yeah no doubt i'm sure Yeah, you know, we just need to send him a message just saying hey we've now done both yours and brent weeks books and brent one you want to come tell us why we're wrong <laughs>
0: I will say no, no. I won't say because we're not talking about Brent Weeks' books, okay? So let's just say I've got I've got my issues with Brent Weeks' books as well, as much as I love Brent Weeks, and I love that guy so anyway let's uh we we are we have hit the hour mark or very close to it so it's i want a wanted, series wrap yeah. can do a little yeah we can do a little extra Got a couple more questions keegan keegan c is new to discord hey welcome and uh, i'm gonna go ahead and call him he he she uh, keegank keegan yeah. says how does now, bias but... compare or contrast with other ancient wise wizard and sage characters from other series and are those differences
1: satisfying ooh well he ain't There's, no Gandalf that's actually mm-hmm. one of the things that stood out to me I think it, it brought me onto one of my rereads was finishing the first time and reading someone's uh, response saying how does it feel to have Gandalf be the bad guy and I was like Wait a minute. But we already had that. What do you, sorry, what do you mean? Well, let me tell you what I mean. <laughs> because <laughs> He pulls up his notes. <laughs> Yeti,
0: Beats, Yeti Beats replies saying similar, But uh, let's see, with bias. I think Abercrombie was going for the idea that having all that power that wizards do, it would only make sense for them to, if not be evil, then uh, be incredibly self-serving. So when I say, we've already had that, I present to you, Sauron Saruman. the way. Right? So when uh, there, there's that uh, great line, I, uh, gosh, now I'm trying to remember if it's in the books. I, I think it's in the books. But, but when uh, Gandalf shows back up, Gandalf the White shows mm-hmm. up in the two towers and he says, I am Saruman, Saruman as he was meant to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of that being, yeah, we have this incredible power. And he went one way with it. I'm going another, you know. Yeah. You, uh, look at me. I'm your, I'm I'm your <laughs> like example. I yeah. am who you should follow. That's a, another way in which this is kind of anti-Tolkien is, mm-hmm. is saying, you know, what if there was only ever one wizard and he turned out to be Saruman? Because that's just
1: how the world works. And it's I mean, not necessarily. Well, I mean, yes and no in the sense of, uh, he's not the only wizard. We've been dealing with a lot of other ones and they all... The The funny thing is when you look back on it... <laughs> what if Gandalf was Radagast?
0: <laughs> and nobody cared and he <laughs> affected nothing?
1: But it's... You look back at the other the other ones like, for example, when we're dealing with... Uh, what is his name? It leads to the Hundred Words. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, Kalul. Kalul. Um, Kulan is Hundred Words. Like, the other mages, the other... Uh, Magi he's the first now by the time we finish Baez is the first and last of the Magi so if I think that if you were to take the Saruman piece it would be like what if Sauron won or Saruman won and this is now a thousand years down the line Mm -hmm. what would it look like this is what the world looks like if Saruman wins like is he still going to be controlling it the same way he did you know that's I, I. that's just, I think maybe how I view that is that okay. take him right. down the road a thousand years. And I think the, 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 that, that pairing actually works out of to, If Joe Abercrombie just says, what if Saruman won? This is what that wizard would look like down the road. Right. That,
0: in a, like in that, a way. I yeah. mean, if you, if you take it in Lord of the Rings terms, no, it's not. <laughs> but uh, no, but I think uh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair.
2: Or he uh, just locks his competition in a tower and walks away. Yeah. Get you dead with Yulwe. I'm like, oh, okay then. I
1: think that's my... That was unsatisfying, by the way. What was? Because I was literally about to say, that was one of my favorite parts of the show. The,
2: the, yeah, it was... The scene was great with, you know, Quai melting into uh, Juven's daughter and everything mm. and how freaky scary she was and stuff. And that was intense. And then he just locks... He sacrifices Yulwe and locks him in with her and then they leave. I'm like, that's it? That's That's what... I don't know. I, I felt it left me wanting a resolution better than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Yeti Beats goes on uh, to mention, uh, he, he asked Joe Abercrombie a question maybe in like a Reddit AMA or something about Baez. Uh, calls Baez one of the most believable villains in contemporary dark fantasy. I don't know about believable, but uh, certainly interesting. Uh, I will give you that for sure. Um, but Abercrombie responds, um, by saying what influence, or sorry, uh, Yeti beats, what influences inspired this character and his ongoing role in your novels? Uh, and Abercrombie responds, mostly Gandalf, though also Merlin and Belgareth and a host of other irascible but goodly wizard mentors throughout fantasy. Baez is their dark reflection, I guess. In the edition of The Lord of the Rings, I read often as a kid, there was a foreword by Tolkien where he answered the question of whether the book was an allegory for the world wars by saying, if it had been, Gandalf would have used the ring. And I thought right then, that would make a very interesting variation. In a world without absolute good, without an unchallengeable divine mission, Gandalf very quickly becomes, oh, and there's, that's a key point. We'll come back to that. Gandalf would have, uh... Gandalf very quickly becomes quite a terrifying figure, a near immortal, enigmatic manipulator without doubt or scruple when it comes to achieving his ends, plus a combination of huge power and a short fuse. He's already a pretty terrifying figure if you're an orc after all. (laughs) Mm Which (laughs) is, yeah. But that's, this is a really, really key phrase if we're going to understand this story as an anti-Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Um, Or really, at all, really. But when he says um, uh, in a world without absolute good, without an unchallengeable divine mission. Um, and that that's, that is a difficult, difficult question. Is there such a thing in this world, in our lives? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can't answer that for everybody, but I sure as heck hope that there is. -hmm. I I hope that there is such a thing as good. Uh, And that has to be good enough for me for now Mm -hmm. while I look for it.
1: I think that That makes sense. I'm okay with, I think that's, this is kind of my getting into the judging something for what it is versus what near thing, in the sense of I'm okay then if he establishes that this world, that there is no divine mandate, that there is no such thing as good in this world then I'm going to view this only. And maybe that's why for a human being who generally really likes happy endings, likes good versus evil, likes good to triumph, (laughs) likes this sort of thing. Always plays
0: as Luke Skywalker in every story.
1: This is a very odd series for me to enjoy and attach to because it does not have the key elements that I tend to really appreciate and like. Um, But I don't know if it's just simply because the premise that is set that they're Really, is no overarching divine good or anything like that in there allows me to just let the gray area that they all live in be okay. I I don't know. I maybe I need to go have some therapy sessions or have someone break down a little bit more as to you darn right why I. <laughs> Why do you like this book series because it does not it does not jive this is this is a little bit out of historically me. speaking this is
0: not your jam. Correct. However, it is your jam. It is my jam. Yeah.
1: And maybe
2: that's why. Maybe because it's it's off the beaten path for you.
0: You know what, th- this is a good time, Ryan, actually for some final thoughts. So, mm-hmm. a, 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 anything else you want to say about that and and let me preface your final thoughts by saying that uh one of the things that has frustrated me as we've gone through this series is people getting on discord or twitter or wherever and and saying it's a shame you guys don't like this series when i think what they're saying is it's a shame you craig don't like this series you do i do you like this series quite a bit is there anything else you want
1: to say on that i am careful with who i well i tried to be careful with who i recommended it to because um, I do understand that this would not be for everybody, uh, and I, I wouldn't pretend for even a moment that it is. Um, but I do think that it is well worth the read if you are into the high fantasy, into this, you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast, I think this is a book series that is worth your read for no other reason than to get an idea as to whether or not you appreciate grimdark so, because I think this is a good entry point for Grimdark. Like,
0: a, if you like this, you like Grimdark. If you, if like you don't, this, you might want to back off.
1: Yeah. If you don't like this series, then, you know, go read Brent Weeks. No, um, <laughs> or. No, because or. <laughs> no, like I said, I've, I enjoyed Brent Weeks' works as well. I've enjoyed, I, I like Joe Abercrombie stuff. But I think this is, this right now is my recommended entry point. If you were if you never if you are trying to decide if you want to read Game of Thrones mm. and you're not sure if you want to commit to that yet, read this first. Interesting,
0: not the other way around.
1: Not the other way around,
0: cuz they were published the I, other
1: way around. I would I think this is because of the dedication, the amount of dedication it's going to take you to get through Game of Thrones mm. versus the dedication to finish these 3. If you finish these 3 and go, you know what? I enjoyed that experience, then go ahead and go dive into Game of Thrones. Interesting. Okay.
2: I, concur I can come with yeah. that. I can get behind that. Final I, thoughts.
1: I did the other one first and
2: it was a slog getting through the last couple of books of Game of Thrones, so of mm-hmm. Song of Ice and Fire. So yeah. I would I would say that too. This is this is a more positive Grimdark than I would have expected, I guess. And what? I don't I don't really Wait, have what? Wait, what? I didn't say it was positive. I just said it was more, more positive. positive. <laughs> That's like saying, "Hey, this toxic sludge isn't as dirty as that, you know, fetid pool." Of- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Super We're good. To the metaphors site. on the fly. Yeah, I'm
0: just really looking forward to when uh, Joe comes on the podcast for an author shelf episode. It's going to be great. I want to be him and
1: Robin Hobb at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> as the two authors that we have berated their work the most. We'd like to have you on for a moment. Again, <laughs>
0: define we, because yeah. I, I just want to make sure I'm the only one I'm throwing under the bus here.
1: That's okay. I appreciated the, uh, dis- I don't know if it was Discord comment or the iTunes review or whatever it was. It was like, yeah, they really don't, they're really not liking me, which is breaking my heart. Except for Ryan, He's, uh, he seems to like He's it. He's okay. <laughs> like,
0: Except for all the times you've been. What was it, you're, oh, you're homophobic. I was going to say you're racist according to the iTunes reviews, but no, you're homophobic. I was homophobic. Yeah, the, that's yeah. right.
1: I've, I. 100% have said some stupid things on here, usually <laughs> aiming to make a joke. I have said some sort of transphobic things. I've said, I, nope. I try and learn from them. No, you haven't. I, I have. I can actually go back to the episode I did. I was like, okay, I understood what I said. So um, I try to learn and be better from when I do that, but it's usually I'm going for a joke and I miss it. So to that iTunes reviewer, screw you. No, I mean... <laughs>
0: Was, uh, you know what, there are more jokes there. Ken, do you yeah. have any other final thoughts? I got nothing, or,
2: okay. I'm pretty much tapped.
0: So let let me just say, uh, I, I said earlier, I kind of planted my flag, I said, I hate this series. Now let me tell you why I would recommend this series. Mm-hmm. And I would, I really would. You know, kind of like you were saying, Ryan, it, you gotta know who you're recommending it to and when and why and all that stuff. Um, but I hated this series because of who I am and how I want me to be and how I perceive the world. Um, and this, it kind of flies in the face of a lot of that stuff. And so it just, it reading this was like sandpaper to my soul. And it was deeply, deeply uncomfortable and not in one of those like, oh, it's, it's uncomfortable and it'll make you grow. Not in that way, it was just uncomfortable. Um, however, it's very well written. The characters are good. Uh, like, I, I, I can see why if you are engaged by the relationships, by the dialogue, by the, the humor with Logan and his many knives and quips, you know, whatever the case may be, Glockta and uh, and all that stuff, like, there's enough that carried me through where, if if we, I said this on a previous episode here, but if it hadn't been for the show, I wouldn't have made it past book one. Mm-hmm. I might not have even finished book one. Um, but there was enough to carry me through. Even with the show, I could have texted you guys and said, "Yeah, never mind." that was well within my power. I didn't do that because you know, I I was able to make it through the end of the series. Then we would have carried on without him. And so, if this is a flavor that you do enjoy, there's plenty here to recommend it. And he is a talented author. I just would love to, not not even like on the podcast, Joe, you wanna go out to dinner sometime? I will fricking fly to England and we will go to dinner. I wanna have an hour long conversation, just you and me talking about the ideology behind this book, you know? Cause <laughs> there's, there is meat on these bones. Mm-hmm. There is plenty here to talk about I wondered when we started this, like when we did our first episode, halfway through the first book, I was like, we're not gonna have enough material for six episodes. Well, here we are an hour and 15 minutes into our last episode. There's plenty of meat on these bones. So lots to think about, great writing, great characters. Well done. I hate it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's good wrap.
0: <laughs> and to everybody else, thank you so much for listening. I I hope that's fair. I know that there are Abercrombie fans out there who are not gonna be satisfied with that because there are people who are just, they're not satisfied if we don't love what they, or sorry, we. If I if i don't love what you love, then I know you're dissatisfied. And I, I hope that, the, that I've given you enough context for where I'm coming from that that's okay. Uh, that being said, Go to thelegendarium.com, something about Patreon, something about GoFundMe, I don't know, whatever. Just go there, check the show notes, whatever. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, I'm not exactly sure what's coming up next, but we've got a few things coming down the pike. I've got a lot of uh, author interviews and author shelf episodes that I've been doing lately. Todd did one with me recently that was a lot of fun. We might be
2: getting Blue Team back together.
0: Oh, okay. Well, the don't, last... You know what? Don't tease, Ken. The last... You might, as well, you might as well put on a G-string and some pasties the way you're teasing people right now.
2: Only on OnlyFans, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there you go. Everybody, thanks for listening. We will see you next time.